When it comes to gaining the upper hand in cyberspace, it isn't just hacking, espionage or malware which threat groups and attackers can turn to. The proliferation of social media and other online channels means that spreading disinformation can help achieve particular goals too. I'm Danny Palmer and this is ZDNet Security Update. With me to discuss disinformation is Charity Wright, cyber threat analyst at intelligence firm Insights. Thanks for joining me, Charity. So what exactly is disinformation and what is its purpose in cyberspace? Well, disinformation is really just a psychological way to influence people um, through false news. And right now we're seeing a lot of it, especially related to coronavirus, but also related to politics and um, various economic situations around the world. Uh, but it's definitely not new. You know, disinformation has been around for decades, um, even before World War One, And, uh, you know, Russia really... Are the one Russia's the ones that kind of wrote the playbook on disinformation. So we're really paying close attention to what Russia's doing right now. So how has the online space um, aided those looking to push disinformation campaigns? Well, it's interesting because a long time ago, they were only able to, let's say, influence an enemy or a population through word of mouth maybe through myths or stories or folklore. Um, but since the introduction of the internet, it's so easy to spread information at a fast rate. It seems like everybody is on social media these days. And as soon as you see an interesting story, you wanna share it with your friends and family. I think a lot of times people are sharing it because they're questioning, is this real? Um, and I, I think that's what's happening right now. A lot of people see a story and they share it out and go, does anybody know anything about this? But by sharing it out, they're really propagating that news, whether it's real or fake. So it's interesting how the internet and social media have um, kind of connected the entire world. And there's no real borders and limitations. So what we're seeing is that there are nation states, there are governments and political parties able to use false news to kind of change how people think or even make them feel more passionate about their own views. And a lot of times what that does is create increased division, it undermines authority, it undermines governments and law. And so it kind of creates this like chaos. Um, and the internet really is the tool that has enabled it to happen so quickly and so effectively. So when it comes to creating uh, this information, I mean, how does this happen? I mean, what goes into the process of the uh, attackers, if we can call them that, figuring out what's going to work um, and, and meeting their goals by spreading uh, the, these articles, videos, um, social media links, and whatever else it is that's being spread. Yeah, um, well, one of the ways we know that they operate is, first you have to identify who it is and what their goals are. Um, for example, you know, we just wrote a report last year at Insights, it's called PSYOPs, and it really explores the difference between how the Chinese government uses disinformation and how the Russian government uses it and what their goals are because they're very different. And although they're using the same tactics, spreading false news or spreading some kind of false narrative, um, it really furthers their own objectives. 
what we know about Russia is that they're often trying to further their own objectives around the world. And what that means is a lot of um, you know, power and control, not only over their own population, but over the world and what's happening in different countries around the world. What we observed in 2016, right before the US presidential election, is that they had been sharing narratives that made Americans feel very extreme in their views. And we already have uh, a nation very divided to the right and left, conservative and liberal, but what they were spreading was things that made you feel passionately against the other side. So what they did effectively was splitting Americans on subjects like Black Lives Matter and police brutality and kneeling for the national anthem. And then also um, the political parties, Hillary Clinton versus Donald Trump. And so, you know, even living through that, what we experienced was, man, why does it feel like we're so divided right now? Are we weaker when we're divided? Yes, we are. And that's essentially what Russia is going after. And they have deployed military service members in various countries around the world to experiment with these tactics and tools and effectively hone how they're spreading the disinformation and how it most effectively changes people's viewpoints and makes them feel strongly for or against something. And by weakening a democracy or creating chaos or division in any part of the world, they're able to create a diversion. Like, look at this big incident that's happening over here. Let's all talk about Black Lives Matter or kneeling for the national anthem. Meanwhile, Russia makes power plays. President Putin may be uh, signing some kind of law that gives him more power, or uh, Russia might be making a move um, in a certain you know, Eastern bloc of Europe to take more control in one of those countries. And still today, we're seeing that same type of behavior. You mentioned uh, 2016. Um, is there any evidence that these sort of campaigns are going to be in play for, uh, there's obviously another presidential election coming up in the US this year. Is there evidence that this is also going to play a part in this as well? I mean, could it play an even bigger part this time? Because we were all very much online four years ago, but it seems now, especially with current events in the world, possibly even more online in 2020. Yes. Let's talk about coronavirus real quick. Um, disinformation is playing a huge part in this pandemic. It's, it's being called an infodemic. And the problem is that nobody knows who to trust or what media is trustworthy and who to listen to. And part of that problem is that Russia is creating this narrative that nobody can be trusted, that you don't know what is real and what is false. So they're trying to create that confusion. One of the examples that Russia had started spreading, I think it was just a few weeks ago in April, early April 2020, was that um, Boris Johnson needed lung ventilation. Um, that was shared through Russia's Sputnik news agency and then um, the UK government came through and said, no, 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 Boris Johnson is in good spirits. He has not needed a ventilator. Um, apparently he did need some oxygen to help him. Um, and he was in intensive care for a couple of days, but they came out and disputed what Russia news agencies were sharing. 
um, essentially that was to incite fear in, in British people. So that's an example. Um, another one, there's some, you know, cartoons floating around with um, what looks like a, a big Russian building and it's called Trump re-election headquarters. So that's an example of some disinformation that's being shared in America. And there's several um, different news outlets that appear to be legitimate that are actually known misinformation outlets. One of them is a Canadian website called Global Research. Uh, the website is globalresearch.ca or globalresearch.org. They've been known to share quite a few false news stories and propagate among social media. Uh, one, of the, one of the most prominent campaigns that Russia launched this year, it first started with actually a phishing email. It was a, some kind of spam email that went out to a lot of news outlets in Ukraine, claiming that um, a US soldier was spreading coronavirus in Eastern Europe, and also claiming that the, U the Ukraine government was lying or hiding how many actual confirmed coronavirus infections there were in the country. And when that malware campaign went out through a phishing email, um, it spread very quickly and people started questioning, can I trust my government in Ukraine? A few days after that, um, an airplane from China brought some evacuees over and they had to be quarantined in the Ukraine. And um, this actually incited violence and protesting in Ukraine because people were very scared already that, the, that COVID was spreading. And when they heard that there was this evacuation flight coming in from Wuhan, China, it, they just blew up. They, didn't, they got very upset with their government. They said, we're not gonna take these quarantines here, get them out of our country. And they started looting and rioting in Ukraine. Um, those, all of those narratives, all of that information was false news being shared by Russian pro-Kremlin outlets. So when it comes to monitoring a disinformation and protecting uh, uh, us against it, I suppose, if that's the correct phrasing, uh, how, what can people do to ensure that they are not sharing uh, false information? I mean, how... Is there any way that people can double check what they're sharing or think about uh, if it's a, a reliable source or not? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's always okay to um, be a little skeptical. You know, we do need to know that our sources are good. Look at the source. Know if it's, you know, is it a reliable news channel that is otherwise sending out correct information and providing good relevant data to you about what's happening around the world. Um, also examine the angle that, that it's taking. Is this uh, you know, slander against a particular politician? Does it seem to be, um, you know, one of the examples that we had was uh, some rumor that was spreading about an American politician trying to sneak in some kind of sneaky legislation into the new coronavirus relief bill. Turns out that it was false news, but it was propagating around social media anyway. I'd say go to um, directly to the government website and check out what they have to say about it. 
but also, you know, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, YouTube, they're all stepping up to the plate and trying to counter this disinformation. Um, even Facebook is posting these new blocks underneath a news article. If it's false news, they'll flag that and tell you that so that you won't be sharing it. Great, thank you. Thanks for joining me, Charity. And uh, for more information on um, cybersecurity, uh, disinformation, and everything else related to this space, be sure to keep reading ZDNet. Thanks for watching.